0: Welcome to ask me anything i am matt love but i am not here with pastor jd greer because there is a very special guest with pastor jd greer and i'm very excited to listen to it as much as i'm sure you are trillian Newbell is joining pastor jd for a quick answer to a very tough question trillia is a prominent voice on issues of faith family and diversity and has been widely published including on numerous websites such as Desiring God, Christianity Today, Gospel Coalition, basically any website that you like. She probably wrote something for it. She is currently on staff with Moody Publishers and was previously, for several years, the Director of Community Outreach for the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. When you have a resume like that, you know you're legit. So we're very excited to hear from Trillia today. So without further ado, let's dive into this conversation with Pastor JD and Trillia Newbell. They're gonna be talking about should Christians be colorblind? So this week on the podcast, we get
1: to do that thing that we do every once in a while, and that is flip the mic, because we have somebody that um, I'm going to have a conversation with, a short conversation, that um, that uh, that I just have learned so much from, and uh, that is the case today with Trillia Newbell. Uh, Trillia, I'm not even sure how long you and I have known each other. It feels like it feels like a decade. Is that is that too long?
2: You know, it does feel like a decade, but I think it is a little too long. I think it's more like eight years and Well, less than... Yeah. Yeah. Thought, okay.
1: Yeah but, we're, we're, yeah. but Trillia is one of those people that you've, you've talked to her one time and you feel like you've known her your whole life. And I mean, that as a compliment. So, uh, it feels like, a, it feels like three decades, uh, to me. So i um, <laughs> grateful for your friendship, Trillia. And you have a new book out. It's actually a kid's book called the big wide welcome. And I have a question that is related to it. Cause I think it's a very, very important question. One that we hear a lot at the summit church and it Ask me anything. And that is, um, should Christians be colorblind? And just for the sake of, you know, make sure we're all using the term the same way. The way people use that term is, hey, Christians just don't see color. And I want to see everybody equally. The color of your skin should not affect the way that I treat you. And I, I see you, you know, as made in the image of God. And uh, your your color is totally irrelevant to me. And I just live colorblind. Is that is that really what the Bible is prescribing when it comes to, to race relations?
2: Well, you just answered part of it by explaining why people say it, I think often it's either a way to say, hey, I'm not a racist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even see your color. Or it's their way of saying, I love all people. I don't see your color. And so there usually is a a kind of... Um, not a defense but a defense and the and that's why they're saying it they're saying it to mm-hmm. kind of explain themselves i'm i'm with you i'm for you and so i want to say that because a lot of people aren't saying it out of animosity mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. anger or anything like that however when you say that you're colorblind it is a way of erasing the way god has made us mm-hmm. and so i would encourage people to not use that term and I've used the term color smart I've seen other people say color wise I've seen all sorts of other things but the problem with being colorblind is that you're saying I actually don't see the way God has made you I don't value your culture or difference I'm not actually interested in who you are and how God wow. has made you and that's that's not the intention but that is what you're saying and so there is a, um, a problem, obviously with that, but we never we' we'd never say those things, but that's what it implies. Right. And so I feel a follow-up question. There's a
1: follow-up question coming. so let me just say so it sounds like you're saying and, and tell me correct me if I'm going too far, but it sounds like theologically, we recognize that God does not desire us to be colorblind because he actually made the races and cultures distinctive as a part of his glory. And even to jump forward to the book of Revelation, we don't see, you know, kind of one monochromatic culture in, in in heaven, we're going to see the people of every tribe and tongue and nation. And, you know, I, revelation says what we bring into heaven, the wealth of the nations, which most scholars think is, a um, you know, a reference to the, to the different cultures that are going to be there. And it's going to be more beautiful for all the varied cultures than it would be if we were all just one. Is that theologically, is that, is that, is that accurate based on what you're saying?
2: Yeah. So theologically, Um, God created us in his image to reflect his glory, to reflect him in various aspects. Jesus gives the disciples a multi-ethnic mission to go and make disciples of all nations. He did not say of just one people, one culture. We see, obviously, in Acts that the, the the Christians' disciples are going and, and spreading the gospel to the ends of the earth. And then have you, as you've already mentioned, that in Revelation, God didn't erase the, our differences. He says that every tribe, tongue, and nation will be there worshiping. And so over and over again, you do see the nations um, in the scriptures. So I I would say that. God, let's celebrate what God celebrates. Let's celebrate what God has done. Wow. And and he didn't erase me. <laughs> and so I don't want you to. Yeah, that's and really good. He gives us cultures and languages and differences. And so we can instead celebrate them. We will be worshiping together for eternity. So um, why, why would we want to attempt to, um, which again, I, again, I don't think it's their intention to erase, but that is what they do when they say that word. So, I don't even know where the phrase "colorblind" came from, but it's not in the scriptures. So, I say let's get rid of it.
1: <laughs> that's good. That's good. All right. Well, um, one of the things I appreciate you about you, Trilia, is how gracious. I mean, even just in in trying to give the benefit of the doubt to the people that are using it. You know, it just I, I feel like that's you just model the the, the kinds of of uh, just the the friendship that. That are going to have to be true in order for these conversations to take place. So, let me ask one one final follow up here. Other than you mentioned, you know, the problem of erasing your culture when you're saying that you're colorblind or erasing my culture, I've also heard, and I want you to respond to this, that particularly when you're in a minority culture in a, a you know a larger majority culture, that that one of the, the negative things that happens when the majority culture talks about the need to be colorblind is practically what that means is you end up just sort of assimilating to my culture because my culture is the norm and so I'm, I'm saying let's be colorblind but what I really mean is is let's everybody kind of do things the way that 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 I think they should be done and and if you'll assimilate to my culture then then everything will be fine and what I really want is not multi-cultured or multi-ethnic what I really want is just multicolored versions of of people in my um in, in my particular culture um, what is that as a minority and as a minority female what is that is that is that an accurate reflection and, ha- and I just for you to respond to that, to, to that idea.
2: Okay. So you've changed the conversation and I want to make that clear for the, the listeners from that personal one-on-one where you're, you're talking to your friend and they say, Oh, I'm colorblind. I love you mm-hmm. to, to maybe organizations or churches. Those are two different conversations hmm. when someone is saying that they're colorblind. And so let's not make a change. That I mean, that's a bigger conversation than if you came up to me, JD, and said, "Hey, I love you, sis. I'm colorblind." That's a dip. Diff- so, in a cultural situation where I, yes, if if you're trying to say, "I'm," co- let's be colorblind and not incorporate certain types of music. Well, yeah, I'm going to probably have to assimilate to. A contemporary worship style and erase gospel music, for mm. example. Right. That's just really specific. So, so I would love to have that conversation. I don't know in 10 minutes if we <laughs> can have that conversation, because it is a bigger conversation sure. about how do we how do we engage with um uh, different cultures and different preferences right. and enjoy and celebrate different cultures and Preferences in the context of community—that's the conversation you just switched it to, which I love. But
1: well, but I will take that as your as your agreement to come back on this sometime, and we can have that second conversation.
2: I like that. I like that idea.
1: <laughs> well, and, and let me just reiterate to our listeners here: um, Trulia has written a great book that will actually help you have this conversation with your kids. Um, because I, I think it it actually lays the groundwork for celebrating the beauty and the distinction of God's creation and the unique ways that He He created even the various cultures and the various you know shapes of different ones of us to reflect His glory. And so, um, Trillia, it's super awesome to have you on here. I do appreciate your friendship and the spirit you carry yourself with. And uh, we're hoping to to have you um, here at the Summit Church again real soon. So. So, yeah. I would
2: love that. Thank you.
1: All right. Big wide welcome. I hope you'll pick up a copy and, and read it to your kids and be edified
0: along the way. So, thank you, Trillia.
2: Thank you.
0: Well, there you have it. Thanks so much to Trillia Newbell for joining the podcast today. You can get her newest children's book, The Big Wide Welcome, a true story about Jesus, James, and a church that learned to love all sorts of people right now at thegoodbook.com, and while you're there, check out God's Very Good Idea, A True Story of God's Delightfully Different Family. That's also at thegoodbook.com. Thank you for joining us today, and next week, Pastor J.D. is going to tackle a question that many of your skeptical friends may be asking, so don't miss how he answers the question, how can I trust Christians when so many are so hypocritical?